0: Welcome to the Jesus Movement Podcast, presented by Awaken the Dawn. We host conversations so you can hear stories from across the movement, receive fresh biblical insights, and gain practical tools to experience more of Jesus' presence in your life, ministry, and city, because we believe Jesus changes everything. Hey, everyone, welcome to today's podcast episode. This is Matthew Lilly. I'll be your host for the day, and I have a couple of special guests with us, Susie Uri and David Valier. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Thank you. Oh, thank you. If you probably have heard David's voice on the podcast before, he's been on at least one episode, maybe a couple of episodes. He is uh, on staff with Awaken the Dawn, uh, overseeing all things worship and creative and more, and was also at... Morningstar for years as a worship director there, songwriter, worship leader. Uh, If you don't know Susie, uh, Susie is a friend of ours who's, uh, I'm going to read her bio here, passionate worshiper, poet, songwriter. (laughs) She's influenced and mentored some of our favorite worship leaders. So Kim Walker-Smith, Josh Baldwin, John Mark, Sarah McMillan, Misty Edwards, Jonathan Melissa Helser, Brian and Jen Johnson. You guys probably know a number of people on that list. Whether you know Susie or not, you know her through those that she's been able to impact now for decades uh, in just being a spiritual mom and a a worship leader, a mentor uh, to many of those people. She's been involved at Bethel, Morningstar, traveled all over the place, and uh, it's just a huge honor to have you on the podcast today, Susie. So welcome.
1: Thank you. So glad to be here.
0: Yeah. So Obviously today we want to talk, take some time today, talk about worship, talk about creativity. We'll we'll kind of go and see where the Holy Holy Spirit leads this conversation. Uh worship is hugely important to awaken the dawn. I know it's obviously it's important to you guys as well. So maybe we could just kind of like open up the floor, like what is worship? Why is it important? You know what I mean? Like, why does it matter? You know, why do why should we do it? And uh why does it matter how we do it? So Maybe we can just start there and uh, see where it goes. why Why is worship important, Susie?
1: <laughs> oh my word. Do we have three days? Um, <laughs> it's well, it is easy to simplify. It's like for me, worship is, of course, we're all gonna say it's a lifestyle. but mostly we, David and I, and actually you too, Matthew, we are connected through musical worship and the worshiping arts. and that's, yeah. of course. My love, we love musical worship and we love the worshiping arts. And um, I think it's a matter of understanding. It's really, especially as a musician, it's the air we breathe. And it's a matter of a relationship with Jesus Christ that's personal and bringing that into the earth. So everything that comes through your instruments and your art and your breath is connected to your personal relationship, which is growing all the time and bringing forth, I think, into the earth your connection with God so that others can be connected. I mean, it's breathing.
2: <laughs> wow.
1: It's everything.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, uh, I mean, it's what we were born to do. I mean, it's just that simple. Yeah. It's like, like Susie said, it it is like breathing because it's to me at this point, uh, I'm freshly 35 in my mind. I'm old, but, uh, you know, uh, but whatever.
1: I missed your birthday?
2: You missed my birthday, Susie. You missed my birthday. You were over in Mexico just having a great time. No, you're in Switzerland, actually. Just somewhere gallivanting around the world. But uh, yeah, so at this point, worship to me, if I don't have it in my daily, if I don't have it going just through me all the time, it is like I cannot survive. It's like I, I cannot survive without connection with the Lord. I'm just at that space in my life. And I, I agree. Worship is important because it's literally what we were born to do. And once you get a taste of it, I mean, there's no greater high. There's no greater thing that you just say, I cannot get enough of this. It's because we were made to do it here on earth, but then in eternity, you know, forever and ever. So it's it's just it's just what we're meant to do. It's just who we are.
1: Mm. Wow. I <laughs> love well, the way David said the connection, because that's really important. And we are the ones that are going to connect people who don't have that connection yeah. to the one, the one true God, the only real love, the only way to learn to love is through the one true God. And we can't live without that connection, and we want the world to know. I mean, I'm passionate about that, and that's, I'm really proud of you, Matthew, and your book, and I'm also proud of David and Awaken the Dawn, both Davids. Because they that's what they want to do. They want to connect the people who are really hurting and lost and needing that connection. Mm. So if we're living that way and feeling like what David just said, we are gonna make a difference. Even if we're just walking around. But the music the music just transforms people. Yeah. So
0: I love it. I yeah. love that you guys really didn't even talk about what most people think about when they hear worship. Because most people, when you say worship, they're gonna to go towards What's happening on a stage, what's happening on a platform, the band oh. playing and all that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: and you guys are <laughs> yeah. talking
0: about intimacy with the lord and and relationship yeah. and connection with him
2: in all in all of your life. I love that yeah the stage as as I always say i'm from, I'm Cajun right I'm from Louisiana the stage to me is what we call lanyap that means extra so it, <laughs> it, in Cajun French and so that that's just like that's just like a, a nice little you know, side thing, but man, if you're living for that, or, you know, that's kind of the expression of worship, there is, let me just fill you in. There is so much more. I mean, Mm. you want to talk about amazing worship moments, get in your car, turn on your favorite worship song and sing at the top of your lungs. You're going to connect with the Lord more than you're going to connect with 10,000 people. I'm just saying like you get in those little moments where you're singing a song to the Lord that makes absolutely no sense, but you're just trying to get through it. And you're crying and you're laughing and or as Susie says, you're clapping, you know, (laughs) like (laughs) cry laughing, you know, those moments with the Lord are what mark you. And man, that's, that's when you know, man, this is a lifestyle. This is literally what, you know, we were meant to do. But anyway, lest I preach.
1: No, it's good. The platform, if you, if we think that's what worship is about, we're going to be highly disappointed, but that's okay. If you're feeling that and you and you will get disappointed. That's a good spot, too. Just take your disappointment and get there, get that personal Jesus going, just cultivating that all the time. Of course, we're going to process this thing out. I mean, and I, I'm so grateful for the platforms, too. But remember what you're there for. Always, you know, try to remind yourself and each other as a community of worshipers what you're there for, to, to really bring the atmosphere of the presence of God that people could Get closer to Him. That's the only point. And every platform needs to have that foundation, I think, throughout the community of worshipers. I mean, We need to really remind ourselves why He gave us. Why did He give you a platform? You know, think seriously about that. But don't get too serious, but get serious, you know. <laughs> don't take yourself too seriously. Let's focus on the presence of God to uh, bring people into His love.
0: Yeah. I love it. That's not that's not exactly the answers I was expecting, but it's perfect. I love it. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> we can exac- talk about exactly skill right.
1: training and all that too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure. I mean, the podcast is not necessarily for worship leaders or musicians, singers. I'm sure we have a load of those because that's just sort yeah. of the ATD world is where all is we have so many musicians and singers and worshipers sort of in our orbit. But I'm glad you guys took it broad and talked about relationship with the lord and, and a lifestyle of worship and, and intimacy with god and staying connected with him because that is the foundation of all that we do yes. whether it's on a platform or or in our relationships with others ministering to others it all starts there so hey Susie i'd, I'd love to you know just like let you share a little bit about your journey in leading worship and uh, a little bit of the story and the history of of kind of you know how you how you got started with that and maybe there's some things we could glean from your story and from your your history as well how did you start quote unquote leading worship
1: <laughs> well let's see my story yeah so I was a professional singer in Nashville singing with um, famous recording artists in the country music genre and I had an encounter with the Lord with uh, a stylist I was was singing with Reba McIntyre at the time and her stylist Stylist was a a spirit-filled, a Christian, a very strong Christian. And um, through all of that, I had an encounter. And then I met Don Potter at a Bible study. And, of course, he was a well-known producer in, in Nashville. And then he is the one who brought me to Morningstar, where I had a massive encounter with the Holy Spirit. And I think it was 96. And I left everything for to follow. It was a ma- major encounter, which I want to talk about that because some people don't have those and they still want to love God. And I don't want people to think
2: just because they haven't had an
1: encounter. Anyway, I have a lot on that, but I had an encounter and I left everything. I was trying to get a record deal and I had some problems I was overcoming. The testimony is a little bit deeper than that. So then I ended up at Morningstar and they wanted, then Dawn moved to North Carolina to help with Morning Star Worship, and then they asked me to come too, and that's really how it all happened. I was already writing songs, and then I started writing a lot more, and my songs are a little bit different. At first, didn't understand my also worship was a little bit unique in different. The way we were trained was to sing more spontaneously and singing like this song of the Lord and the spiritual songs. They're, it's all in the Bible. So I was raised that way. I was raised that way, so it was a little bit different. I didn't know about the church. I didn't know what worship was like in any other church because that was my first church was with Don and Leonard, Don Potter and Leonard. And Rick Joyner was saying, "Do do whatever you want." So we were writing our own songs and we were dancing a lot. A lot of crazy. It looked a little crazy to a lot of people, but fortunately for most people, it was a move of the spirit was happening. And so you could overlook maybe the parts that were just fleshy. (laughs) So um, it was great. And that's where I met David years later. So we all have the same, David and I have the same DNA and uh, my best friend, Molly, she works, she works with me a lot now. And um, well, we've been working together for 25 years, but um, so we have that DNA and it's, it's a little unique. So the journey has been unique. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah. But definitely when I left Morningstar I didn't know that I was a little bit immature in a way I I thought most people did what we were doing. I didn't really understand and I was late getting saved. I was 35, you know, when I came to know the Lord so.
0: Which is which is really old, right, David? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I was yeah.
1: David's age when I met the Lord.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> really I didn't start totally leading till I was my leading really started at like forty ish, thirty nine, forty ish. So that was pretty
0: late. Yeah, that's an interesting context to grow up in. I remember probably around twenty years ago, first time I went to Morning Star to one of the worship conferences. You know, as a in my late in my late teens, and I was not used to that. And so for me, it was pretty, it was weird and wild. And yes, I, I didn't know what to think. I didn't know if you guys were saved or not. Honestly and
1: uh, (laughs) see see, it was was normal for me but that's what most people said when they came right that's how i learned and so it is a very odd testimony yeah
2: i think that's why i was attracted to them because i was like i don't know if these guys are christians but i like them (laughs) i was like this is cool Uh, i can i tell a really funny story just in that context real quick matthew you know just for for all the so you know, I grew up Assemblies of God, <laughs> real young, real, you know, traditional, that kind of thing. And so I was I was a little bit introduced to Morningstar, you know, j- just through some CDs, but never heard anything. But I remember the first time I heard them, I was like, wow, this is different, like interesting. And then uh, anyway, so fast forward a couple of years, I'm in a hotel room, I think with our youth group or something. And uh, it was either TBN or Sky Angel was playing some worship stuff. And so I look on the TV and it, I am looking at what I'm thinking is like a, a clip from Woodstock, but like, but like, you know, but like current, cause it's all these people in overalls and they're moving all, you know, like this. And then I see someone that I, I, I literally said this out loud. I said, Oh my God. I was like, <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres got saved. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I was like, she's going crazy on the stage. And then a guy who looks like our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ is playing the guitar and these guys rule. I was like, who are these people? And I realized right there, it was Susie and Leonard Jones. And from that day, I remember I went home and I was like, mom, I found my people. I'm going. When I turn 18, I'm gone. And I did. The Like a, a week or two after I turned 18, got in my car, drove to North Carolina. And then here's the cherry on top for that story. The first Sunday I get here, Susie leaves. <laughs> the whole reason I moved. I, I moved to charlotte to be like i need to get to know this person and then her and cameron are like we're leaving and i was like ah. <laughs> but anyway started my whole journey oh my
1: gosh you came in 2006
2: i did yeah yeah and so and we left yeah and so anyway it was uh i just am so grateful that i stumbled upon that and found these people because man it was a sound that like t- it just changed my life and i'm so happy that i stumbled upon that so and I know. I said
0: it. It was that it was weird, and it is. And it is a culture shock if you're not used to it. But there was also something appealing about it, for sure. Oh it yeah. Was, oh yeah. I it mean, was if, the Holy if,
1: Spirit that was appealing.
0: Right. The presence because of God. It was,
1: <laughs> yeah, it was the presence of God, and also we have to remember there was a move of God happening in that time.
2: Mm, yeah. In sure. that
1: time when it started, it was happening in Browns, Brownsville, and Toronto.
2: And the music. That right. our music was very unique. It was cool.
1: It was very unique, and it did start another little move of its own. And at that same time, God TV started, and they came there first. And they're the ones yeah. that sort of, they that was a platform, you see. There's many platforms. We were talking about that earlier. Don't forget, too, your church is not your only platform.
2: Yeah.
1: I suggest you go out on the streets and worship. I did that for several years on my own.
2: Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. That's good
1: they they gave Morning star a big platform, and that's really how our worship Don particularly Don and Leonard and myself, our worship got catapulted into the nations was because of god t v so that was a mm-hmm. a whole timing thing with the Lord, and I feel like he wants i mean a, a little some of it was crazy, like Bob Jones used to say, "Don't worry or I think Rick too, don't worry if it looks funny, they're not all totally no one none, none of us are totally perfectly in the spirit. Because it says in the Bible, we only hear in part, but let's let each other have some room to experiment yep. and grow in the Holy Spirit. And let's not judge each other and call each other names. Let's let each other experiment with this, this amazing atmosphere where this, you want the Holy Spirit to move. You're going to have to allow for some room for some, it seems like a mess, but it's not. It's a learning. It's not even failure. It's room to grow and learn. Yeah. So I feel like we need to get back to that again. Mm. That's really my heart now. I, I'm doing a whole new sort of, what do you call it? I was going to retire, not because I think I'm too old, just because I thought maybe it was time. I don't know what I was thinking. But now I'm going to start a whole new thing. I'm doing a new website. I'm doing a, a worship union, worship consultation, and I'm doing all my courses, and I'm just going to do one more like, Come on, world, let's get the Holy Spirit and understand what worship really is and how it can change people. Yeah. So that's my new I'm on it again. I'm excited. Yeah, that's it. You know what? Give the platform to the Holy Spirit. How about that?
0: Mm, yes. <laughs> I love it. So at, after a couple of visits to Morningstar, you know, I was I was totally on board. And then I was the weird one. And then I would go back home and we would do these we would do the worship nights, and we would start adding in art and dancing and spontaneous stuff, and and then we got weird, and so then we were we were we were all in. It didn't take long, but that initial shock was real.
1: And some people got really mad at you, didn't they?
0: <laughs> or or that most most of them didn't get mad. Most of them just left. <laughs> yeah, well, same thing. <laughs> now
1: like half the church is gone.
0: But then some people loved it, and some people came that didn't come before. You know, so right, right.
1: And that's okay too. We can't judge those people either because, hey, sure. I mean, I would walk in and think, you know, that's weird. We have, right. to, we have to love every, each other too, and also, I want—I would contain. Like I'm, di- I'm, I'm older now, and I would be able to go anywhere now, and sort of not contain what I do, but bring it into different types of fellowships to where they can get it and not be, yeah. you know, prideful about it, and right. Come to come to them with a package of, in, a, in a humble way and saying, "What if you try this? You know what I'm saying? So that's also my new, my new goal. I'm getting calls from places that don't really know if they want to follow the Holy Spirit. So I can go in and say, "Hey, this is what probably will happen, and you know what? God's not going to be mad at you if you don't. He is not what we think. He loves us all anyway. But with the power of the Holy Spirit and the worshiping arts, something really amazing happens, and it's it's really I want to say more life, more the life of Christ in it, mm. because He said He left His Holy Spirit for specific things, and it really does make a difference. But we just can't judge each other and keep thinking we can't be prideful about you know our walks. You know, you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. I think the older I get, the more I can just have the bigger, 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 bigger picture for all of humanity. I love that. But I still want to bring my message. I still want people to see and understand and maybe say, you know what, let's try the Holy Spirit. I feel life. I want to feel life, you know?
0: Yeah. I love that you are are mentioning the fact that what was happening at Morningstar was a move of the Spirit. What you want people to experience now is a move of the Spirit, because yeah. sometimes... When you start talking about worship and even trying to be creative in worship, people start thinking about the form and mm-hmm. just the external expression that's happening, and they think that that's the main yeah. thing that's happening. They see, oh, it looks different on stage, and sometimes people don't realize. I feel like that, that what's really happening is something's happening inside of people. Something the Holy Spirit is doing something, and then that's coming. That's coming out of people, and um, and so. I wanted to talk about sort of the the wildness and uniqueness you guys have. <laughs> that was actually on my list of things to ask about. I mean, I I remember in Kansas City we just did this massive Awaken the Dawn tent a couple months ago and you guys led a set together right before Heidi Baker spoke and uh, was it was amazing. It, it was awesome and it was personally so refreshing to me because of the unique sound. There were a couple moments that week where a couple different groups really brought a creative sound and you guys were certainly one of them and so maybe maybe we could talk a little bit more about that because you know some people are going to go oh well we should just be more creative or more weird but it's really not about being weird is it it's that that's that's not the heart of it so maybe talk about more like the heart of it what's kind of like happening underneath the surface that's kind of creating this outward expression does that make sense Attention, pastors and ministry leaders, we want to invite you to an ATD Leadership Summit in Salt Lake City, Utah, July 26th through the 28th. This ATD Leadership Summit is for leaders from across America that carry a shared value of hosting the presence of God through day and night worship and prayer and gospel proclamation. Our Awaken the Dawn team will be hosting the event, including David Bradshaw, Matthew Lilly, and David Valier. When you join us for this summit, you will experience real and refreshing connection with like-hearted leaders in an informal, fun, and relational environment, including four free meals together. Teaching and training sessions catered to pioneering, presence-centered ministry leaders, spirit-filled and life-giving times of worship, prophetic ministry and prayer to refresh your heart, interactive breakout sessions and workshops to dialogue about practical ministry challenges, and a regional worship and prayer gathering the weekend after the summit. To learn more and register, go to awakenthedawn.com today. Again, join us for the ATD Leadership Summit in Salt Lake City, July 26th through the 28th. Register now at AwakenTheDawn.com. We can't wait to see you there.
2: Yeah. Can, can I give yes, a couple of, of basic things real quick? And I'm sure Susie will have some in depth. But I think one of the, the things that I learned in my time at Morningstar was, and and Matthew, I'm sure you've heard this phrase as well, but just like the indigenous sound. Mm of your tribe, of your people, of of your, your culture. And one of the things I think that kind of sneaks into the worship culture is there's a sound that comes out and then everyone just tries to duplicate it, you know, and even down to the motions I'm seeing, even now I'm just going to call it out. Like, You know, a popular anointed worship leader starts moving a certain way. Well, then you got everybody running around the stage like that person or, you know, doing Mm -hmm. this guy. There's this like pacing thing that's really popular now (laughs) stresses me out. I'm just going to be honest. But anyway, I'm kind of like, hey, like, what does you and your church or your community sound like, you know, and and that might be that might be country music. That might be that might be modern worship. That might be kind of more of like me and my band which is kind of like, I don't know exactly what we are, but we really like a backbeat and we like a lot of of synth and wave and that kind of stuff. But like, it's just who we are. And so I don't even think, Matthew, like you were saying, I don't think it's, we're not trying to be different or weird. We're just being ourselves and it's our expression to the Lord. But here's the key as a worship leader, you have to find a way to make that translate and bring other people in. So I think one of the things that People can hear people like myself and Susie who are like go beyond the normal, you know, push the boundaries. Then they forget to take the people with them. I, you know, I, I think, but that's not what Susie and I are saying. It's be yourself, but also find that balance of bringing your unique sound, but but bring the people with you into that space. And I think personally, over the years, Susie has mastered that. I've seen Susie be one hundred percent herself. But she's found a way to almost coach the people in, and there's a way to do it. And so all that to That's say, right. Matthew, is you can be wild, you can be unique, you could be different, which I beg you to be, not for the sake of being different, but I beg you to be yourself and to have your indigenous sound. Because I think once worship communities can start tapping into that, but then also having the pastoral and leader leadership capabilities to bring the people in and to point them to Jesus, when you have that balance... Ah, the chef's kiss. It's a beautiful thing. So, like, yeah, that's what I would encourage is like, man, find your sound, find your expression, but then also find a way to point them to the Lord in a really, really intentional way. So anyway, I hope that answers that question, at least from my perspective. But I, I just it gets that's me excited correct. because I I feel like that's where the church has the potential of going if if we will allow it. So I mean a great example
0: of this was when we were in Kansas City, there was this moment where you started doing this dance. I don't even remember what it was. It was like with your arms. Do you remember doing this thing? It was like.
1: I do remember in and out.
0: Yeah. And I do you remember got, that. You got the whole tent. I mean, it's thousands of yeah. people, Seven doing, thousand this people. T- yeah. doing this together. Yeah,
1: because I said, everybody do this.
0: <laughs> it- <laughs> right. It's real
1: simple. <laughs> Include them. It's not about you. It's not about your great song. It's not right. about your, you now you're a famous worship leader and you're, there's 6,000 people there. It's about getting them to follow the Holy Spirit with you. If you yes. really learn how to do that, they're going to start leading. And that happened twice in that meeting. The children started leading twice. Yeah. And you have to be watching. You got to watch. You can't just get up there with your eyes closed the whole time and your great song. You know, who cares? Nobody cares anymore. The people are waiting for connection. They're waiting. The people are hungry. That's why they were there. And, and, and some of the worship songs are fabulous. And they did come to hear those worship songs. If you're drawing people with your songs, let's get real now. Now you've got people coming. Now think about those people. They're bringing friends that aren't saved. Their children are in the front row waiting for an encounter. Now, you're great. You're writing these songs that are, the whole world are singing. The Housers are the really some of the best examples there writing songs, a home row, singing, and they're still paying attention to what the Lord wants to do in the moment with the people in front of them, and they're bringing it, mm-hmm. and they're connecting them to Jesus. And a lot of people are. I'm just saying, if you're not, you can learn now. It's never too late, and I love that God is still, people hate, no, people don't hate. People don't like that word famous. When God makes you famous, God makes you famous. It's okay. Now take your fame, calm down and get the people connected. So twice the children took over and started singing and we liked them. So I was paying attention. Molly was paying attention. David was paying attention. Suddenly we heard a sound because we were waiting in quiet on the Lord. And it was the children they were singing. Our God is a great God. So we took that song. And then I said, everyone sing that the children are leading us now. And then they all sing. and you let them sing it as long until you feel it's it's over. Just let the people, not the crowd, the people who are connecting now. Let them lead the way for a minute, and then go back and find your way. That's following the Holy Spirit, yeah. and taking them with you is way easier than you think. Keep your eyes open and connect with their eyes. You're going to see some people looking at you really mean, and that's why sometimes we keep our eyes closed. They're not really. They're they're probably getting deliverance or getting having an encounter. Maybe they don't know what's happening. And then you can see them crying, laughing, bubbling over. You know, you want to see because there's the connection. And when I look at the people and listen to the musicians, I, that's the main thing I do. Watch the people, hear the Lord, listen, try to listen to the Lord at the same time and listen to all the musicians, mostly the piano and the, well, all of them. And then I start to flow like that and I'm older now, so I'm I'm a little bit more experienced. So I can process all of that at the same time pretty quickly now. Mm-hmm. And, okay, what are we doing? What do we want to do? And you can give me 10 minutes. I'm going to do it. You can give me 40 minutes. I'm going to do it. It doesn't matter. I'm going to connect, and I'm going to do my best to get people into the encounter and the connection with God. Oh, I was looking on my phone a minute ago. Sorry, I was looking down. Um, I got. I always get messages, you know. I love social media for messaging and people telling me a guy. I I got a lot of messages from that Kansas city event that I was so honored to be at. And this one guy's message, I can't find it. Oh man. He was just, he was a worship leader and he was just completely changed. He said, I'll never be the same. I can't wait to study and grow in this. So I have to find the same because I want to send him my worship courses. I'm doing Uh, that will help him understand a little bit more what's what he's going through. Anyway, just to process that out. And yeah, I think I'm so proud of David because he understands a lot about the Holy Spirit and how he does live in us and how we are so unique. The reason we would all be different if we wanted to is because we are so unique. No way is any of us alike, And it's okay to copy each other, but it's really cool to eventually, Find who you are and love who you are. Like you got to fall in love. you got to find your, your model, like David said. Then you got to fall in love with that. Oh, God made me this way. I struggled with that. There was times I struggled, like I don't fit in. I need to be like some of them so I can go places. I can't go different places. People don't really like me. I had to go through that and I had to literally fall in love with the way God made me. And it was not an overnight success, (laughs) but now I am. I wish I would have been that way when I was right in the beginning, but it, it was a painful journey, but that's part of the process too. The pain, you should use the pain to steer you again into the personal worship. You know, so when you find out who you are and you start to really let that music and that the worshiping art, the renaissance of the worshiping arts come through you the way he made you, you're gonna fall in love with yourself. And didn't Jesus say, love your neighbor as yourself? Well, how are you gonna love your neighbor? How are you gonna get the true worship out if you don't even love yourself and you're just copying others all the time? I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. There's fabulous worship songs out there. We all know that. I sing I sing hymns, I sing hill song, whatever. I sing whatever I love. Elevation has some great songs. But you start being yourself, people will get healed. Through that faster. I don't know why. You be yourself, you'll be well. Love yourself, you'll be well, they'll be well. It just, I can't tell you everything about it now. There's scriptures about it, but it's true. Everything David said is true, and we need to keep preaching it mm-hmm. and talking about it in our communities and yep. creating a community. Like we created a community at Morningstar that said, be yourself. And even we had some rules, do something about well your If you're going to do a new song, do something they know first. Keep the people connected. Gather them together. Gather the flock. Honor the flock. Then bring the new song. And teach as you go. Molly was the one that said, Susie, since we're so unique, you should start doing two or three minute quick teachings before the worship. Because there's new people coming in and say, here's what we're doing. Here's the scripture to help you. Everything we did at Morningstar is in the Bible. Now I have, that's what my worship courses are for. Here's, here's the biblical journey of what we did. And anyway, Molly was always pra- practical and helped me to understand. And now I'm that way too. I'm, I'm pragmatic anyway, but to help people enter in, it's all about the world and humanity. It's not about us. But I'm so happy to be a musical worshiper, you know. I'm so yeah, happy.
0: It's
2: the best.
1: It's the best.
0: <laughs> well, Susie, I appreciate you being honest about some of your own struggles with insecurity and things like that in being able to, to just be yourself? Because I think a lot of people who've probably experienced you're probably like, oh, well, she doesn't care what anybody thinks at all. So many, pe- so many people are, are riddled with fear and anxiety and insecurity. All
1: of us are. Let's just be honest. Yeah. We have it. Yeah. And I still struggle. Now it sure. changes. Listen, it's going to stay. Here's the deal. There is principalities that we we wrestle not with flesh and blood but powers and principalities. Okay. Those powers and principalities are never going to go away until Jesus comes back and they hate us. Anyone who's trying to follow the Holy Spirit is guess what? Whoop, target. Whoops. Yeah. So what you do is you just grow. You grow in your faith, you grow in your confidence in God, you grow in loving yourself and it's going to change. It's going to come back and knock you over again. All the different phases of my life. Now the big lie is you're too old. You're too old. No, I'm not. Mm. Anyway, I don't know who that person is in the mirror anymore, but I'm still 20. (laughs) It's like that. And what you do is you learn to quickly, because people are battling massive anxiety and depression. I'm having anxiety attacks in the night. Don't even know. Okay, let's see. There's no reason. No, we're not doing this. I just start talking. Grab a scripture. By the way, if you don't stay in the word, it's going to be hard. You got to get the word. You got to get in the word again. Everyone get in the word. I'm just Amen. telling you, it's really alive. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help you in your life. So that's how I do it. And yeah. uh, It goes away. It comes again. Yeah. You know what? But I don't like to focus on warfare, but you know what? It's not going to go away, but we are going to get more confident in God. Yeah. Not necessarily in our own, because I have a strong will. Not necessarily in my own strong will, but in in God. So I have to fight for that too. I think, oh, I have too much. Like I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. I need to let God do it. So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you just you, you got to
1: fight. You got to fight for your freedom all the time.
0: Right. No, you said a couple things in there. I felt like were so helpful. Is like one, we have to know God's love for us, so that we can learn to love ourselves. We have to, which is a constant to...
1: process too, isn't it?
0: Constant, lifelong, yes, totally. Lifelong. At worshiping by ourselves, you know, which kind of comes back to that, where it's not just on the stage, where we learn to worship in the way we re- where where we can be free when no one's looking, and then experience the Father's approval and His love and His delight over us as we're honest with Him, and then getting in the Word. I mean, all of those I think help us get free of some of that stuff.
1: And trying to do it all without like a major religious sort of, you know, I have to do this because I because I'm a Christian. You know, you've got right. to, we have to drop the we have to drop the I have to do something because I'm a Christian, and go to the phrase, I need to connect with the Lord because He loves me. Yeah. So we've got Come to on. do our language has to change. Also, I have a really great suggestion. Some of my favorite worship teams across the earth do this and i've done it and i'm gonna i'm gonna actually talk to david and our community about it you're gonna get your friends together and worship alone not not a home group you're gonna set everything up like people are there you're gonna use a sound system you don't have to but and you're not gonna have any people and you're just gonna worship for two or three hours together all to god so i know you People have done it in different ways, but I just want to throw that out there again. uh, Get together with your friends and just at least once a month, you know, I'm going to try to go for maybe every other month right now because everyone, everyone I know is so busy, but I'm going to get them gathered together at my little film barn where I have a good PA and I want to just start worshiping to God with uh, my friends, David and our friends. So I have friends that have gone out in the desert with generators whole worship teams, like 20, the whole worship department. And one of my friends has a worship department in Germany. They used to go out to the desert once a year with a generator and just worship God just with the worship department in the desert. Can you imagine how amazing that, would that be encounter? Cool. I mean, so there's That's all cool. kinds of things like that to think about, to do as a community mm-hmm. of worshipers. I'm I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it again. So,
0: And you're saying that those things help, help people find their sound, right? Because they there's not yeah. the all the pressure of everything else they can learn to be themselves.
1: That can also help you find your sound. I didn't think of that. <laughs> I was just thinking of worship God without people. Right. Okay. right. So, many things, so many things can happen. You're going to find a new sound. You're going to end up writing so many songs together. You know what I mean? Right. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. What else can happen? Exactly. <laughs> Deliberate to healing. <laughs> Totally. People might be aggravated with each other. They can tell them each other they're sorry.
0: Mm,
2: there you go. It's good. David, got any thoughts on on this? I mean, I think Susie covered quite a bit of it. I mean, I, I you could just talk about you could talk about this for days and days and hours and hours and go from so many different angles, you know. But I I do just honestly what Susie said. I just give it a resounding yes uh, because I think that there's just so many. Practical keys to that, to, to this. And I think one thing that I appreciate about some of the angles in which we're talking today is they're not your typical worship discussions. Like, we're, you know, <laughs> you, you get what I mean? And like, listen, this is the kind of stuff that needs to be discussed. This is what results in sustainability. This is what results in not having this phrase that, you know, we're hearing, especially in like, you know, the deconstruction and all that kind of movement, like burnout or you know, these kinds of things is when you have these kind of practices, disciplines in your life, you don't lose interest. You don't burn out because this is what keeps you going. It's, it's the core. It's not the ministry moments. It's not the stage moments. It's not even the highly anointed moments, you know, in a staff meeting. It's, it's you and you and Jesus. And like, not even in a prayer room. Cause I think that's one thing I'm, I'm even hearing pushed more than like personal relationship. It's like getting a prayer room. No, don't even get in a prayer room. Get in your car with Jesus. <laughs> then do the other stuff. do
1: likes his car
2: with Jesus. I'm just saying. I well, what that. do you
1: like? <laughs> what do you like? Exactly. You get on a four-wheeler. Get on your bicycle. Exactly. Uh, get in, your in those moments. Yeah, wherever you need to do, what is it that you don't, you don't need another person's model.
2: Yes. Also,
1: I want to I say one thing, David. The Bible. Quickly meant, meant, now that's, yeah. Find your Bible, find your version. I love all versions. I want to say real quickly, because I just finished the worship school where we talked about this a lot and like looking like what I get a lot and I think David may get a little, but I get a lot of course is, well, you know, this this is the way God made you, your personality. I'm not going to be able to worship like that. And I personally, I don't want to look like you. We discussed this already, but I want to say a little bit more about that. Obviously, I am, I've i been super different all my life. Before I knew Jesus, I was very different, very unique. I don't like fads. I would wear bowling shoes to school and my father's ties. I was very, so yes, I was made this way, super adventurous. I didn't have a lot of fear all my life before I was saved. So yes, when I got saved, yes, that's my personality. But like David, what we're what we're saying is still, You want the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of what about the Holy Trinity coming through to change the heart of humanity. You see, this is the key. So don't worry, but what you're afraid of what you're gonna look like, you see. So many people are afraid. Well, if you're afraid of what you're gonna look like, then you're definitely not cultivating your personal worship. And it's scary. It's like my personal worship is for. My time's alone at home, or my time's in the car. No, it's really not. So that's what we're saying. You're not going to look like me. You're not going to look like David. You're not going to look like Jen Johnson, who's awesome. You're not going to look like Jimmy Walker. We want you to find yourself, find what you're, whatever you look like. And it might take a while and keep copying someone if you want to. But eventually, the thing is, is to get over the fear of what you're going to look like when you get free and you're. Actually on a platform. I think that's the thing. I have people ask me that all the time. Well, I don't wanna get that three because I don't want to look foolish like you. And that's <laughs> the bottom line. That is wow. the bottom line. Now they're being more honest with me. Right. And in Europe, people are more honest anyway. They're like, Well, we don't want to look and, and, and we're close to you. And I'm like, look at me now. I mean, you don't you don't need to. You don't have to, but if you're still Fighting in your mind—if you're having a war in your mind about true worship and the Holy Spirit and letting it out—then you're not there yet. So you're going to get that thing down into here and let that worship out into humanity. It sounds, you know, complicated, but it's—it's it's really not. It's, you, we got to let go of so many things in our minds that are just holding us back and like pressing us into a little box. Also, some people have record deals and they're afraid they're going to lose their record deal if they. I'm mentoring people like that, (laughs) and if I start like moving like this and that, I might lose my deal. And like, that's your choice. Mm. Now you got to choose. You got to choose. But I'm telling you, if you find yourself, if you find yourself in the Holy Trinity, and He says, "Jumper, go pray for someone in the middle of worship," that's the better way. So it's your choice. But no, God's not going to be mad at you if you don't but we're just saying we want to see the power of the Holy Trinity moving out of us into humanity. And this is the way to do it the way that we understand and the way that we have experienced and hundreds and thousands of testimonies to prove that what we're saying is, is doable and it's what the people are actually hungry for. And especially the world,
0: especially the world. That's beautiful. I think that's a great place to kind of, uh, Wrap up our conversation here. I think we could go on and on for hours on some of these topics. They're all little threads we could pull and uh, and go down these. I I know both of you guys have opportunities for training for people that want to do more. I know David ATD is is doing a worship school this fall. Maybe you could mention that. And then Susie, I know you're working on some online courses and training. And so then maybe after David shares, you could just mention those for people so we can let people know what's available if they want more.
2: Yeah, so um, we're really excited. Uh, Revive Worship School is starting uh, this fall, I believe in September. And so, really, a lot of what we're talking about here is what Revive Worship School is about uh, lifestyle of worship, uh, and then o- obviously increasing your skill and all that kind of thing. But really, one of the cool things about uh, Revive Worship School is to be able to go and do it. I think this is going to be the most unique thing that I've even done within a worship school, because I've done worship schools before, but I think this is going to be awesome because you'll actually have an opportunity to go to the tents and do the do. So like go on the grounds and and minister to the Lord, because that's really what we're, the school's about first, is ministering to the Lord. But then you get to go and minister to the Lord in different cities and help other people do it. Train them, equip them, and minister to the city that you're in so this is a very unique situation, and it's, it's really cool. So if that is something that would interest you, not only do you love worship, not only do you want to minister to the Lord, not only do you want to get better in everything, but you actually want to go and do the stuff, not just learn in a classroom, but actually get out and go to the cities and do it. And it's not about the platform at all. It's about ministry unto the Lord and helping others do the same thing. Uh, then this is for you. And not to mention, we've got really uh, amazing special guest uh, instructors that are going to join us in person and via Zoom or something like you know like that. It's twenty twenty two people, so you know we could do it all kinds of different ways. But um, you know, Kim Walker Smith is going to be joining us. Uh, Susie will be showing up. Gable Price from Gable and Friends and, and Bethel Music will be joining us. Matthew Lilly will be teaching us uh, about uh, uh, some amazing stuff that from his book. You know, Tabernacle of David, uh, Levitical things like Matthew uh, does, and many others. David Bradshaw, and so yeah, it's going to be an awesome time, Missy Edwards. So you want to check it out? You can go to Revive School, the website, and check it out, and you can uh, see all the the uh, details there. But uh, it starts September, m- late September, and we'd love to see if you could be a part. Yeah, awesome! Excited about that.
1: Yeah, it's going to be amazing. So I'm just basically doing the same thing David's doing with my personal stuff um so there'll be courses everything y'all talked about and there's a whole levite course which of course Matthew, you know i love and i probably will read your book and i didn't read it yet i'm sorry but i'll probably use it i'll probably use it (laughs) (laughs) so i'm actually doing the levite course it's it's like each course has like seven short videos and then a little work a little work page thing goes with it like five pages to help you remember and um So the set we're creating the set now for the Levi course, and it's a tent. It's a beautiful tent with pillows. It's very cool. My friend Stephanie's um, designing it. Actually, they're working on it right now, so we're going to do that this week. I was excited to tell you that. I have a new website, suzyari.com, and on there is a landing page called Worship Union for worship consultation, and I have a team on there, so you can mix and match me, and whoever else you want, David, will be involved. Um, there's about 10 of us, and um, we're going to do everything we just talked about, and we can come to you, or we can do it on Zoom, that kind of thing. So all of us will be still connecting, David. I'll be at ATV, David will be at Worship union. we're going to keep this connection and this community of Levites, modern Levites, and we're going to keep it tight and flowing and open to the world.
0: I love it. Amazing. We'll make sure all of those things get linked in the, sh- in the show notes and description of the video and everything so people can click through and learn more. Guys, this has been an awesome conversation. Thanks for being on the podcast today.
1: Thank you so much, guys. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Matthew.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. We would love for you to hit follow or subscribe in whatever app you're using so that you can continue to get episodes like this every month. If you enjoyed today's episode, do us a favor and please share it with your friends and post it on social media. Be sure to tag Awaken the Dawn in your post so that we can reshare that with all of our friends as well. If you're tuning in on Apple, please leave us a rating or review. And if you're on YouTube, give us that thumbs up like button and leave us a comment and let us know what you thought of today's episode. And we really appreciate it. Finally, please visit our website at awakenthedawn.com. You can find out more about our ministry and movement, and you can also make a donation to help support this podcast and the Awaken the Dawn ministry. Thank you again for tuning in today. And don't forget, Jesus changes everything.